It's Joubert Abraham here. Once again, I am excited. Uh, I have this gentleman, Kurt Anderson. We're connected on LinkedIn. We had a chance to chat. Brilliant guy. Love his energy. Uh, learned so much about his journey as an entrepreneur uh, from the 90s to becoming a consultant, working with manufacturing companies. So check out this podcast. You know, he talks about stop being the best kept secret. Let me know what you think. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Jules Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons, and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. I am here with my good friend, Kurt Anderson. What's going on, brother? Dude, what an honor, Gilbert. Thank you so much. It's a total privilege to be here with you today. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited because I know you have some amazing gems that you're going to share with my audience today. They're pumped up. So let's get started. Tell us more about you. You know, how'd you get started, you know, in the e-com space, in the manufacturing space? Take us back. (laughs) Sure. Okay. We'll make it quick. So I'll go way back. I'm going to show my age. I'm not a young man. So it's 1995. And when I do webinars or workshops and I sit and back in our days when we could be live, I would say 1995 and I would get the expressions like, man, I was in grade school or I was in the morning. But in 1995, I had a wholesale business, man. And I was a disaster. I was a train wreck. My accountant likes to say I was the worst client that she'd ever taken on. And so I was running out of options. So I got into e-commerce for one reason, one reason only. It was out of sheer desperation. Hmm. So I was running out of options and and ideas. And so like, man, this e-commerce thing, I wonder what's going on here. So just on a whim, tried it and, you know, ran, uh, we had a really nice run, you know, yeah. many years later, uh, there's a magazine called internet retailer. We were very fortunate and blessed. We were a top 1000 e-commerce company three years in a row wow. here in, the, in the States. And then I was blessed again and I ended up selling the company. And since that time, I've been just helping manufacturers just try to fig- figure out, navigate the waters of e-commerce. That's, that's amazing. All right. So I got so many questions for you here. <laughs> Right. So the first part, a wholesale business, 1995. Um, I was still living in Haiti. I was a kid. Okay. I think I was in grade school. <laughs> I see. You're one of those. <laughs> right. So um, t- tell me more about what, what didn't work about it. Like what made you a wreck at that company? Yeah. You know, it was, it was just, I was young, you know, I was in my twenties and just, it was a, it was a tough tough business that I was in. It was, uh, you know, tough margins mm. and trying to deliver. And, you know, it was just old school. And when, you know, when e-commerce was hitting the scenes, yeah. you know, like internet was new, you know, for those of, those of us old enough to remember like a 14.4 modem dial up, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, there yeah. was no Google back then. There was <laughs> no social media. Facebook was still YouTube. That was still a yeah. decade away, you know? And uh, so it was just, you know, you put up this goofy website and you're just like, well, wait a minute, you know, people are coming onto my, onto a computer, yeah. they're taking out their credit card and they're buying my products. I'm like, this is a dream come true because now you're in business 24 seven. Yeah. I didn't you have know, to answer. A, 
I didn't have to answer a phone. I didn't have to answer an email. It was just people were buying it. And, you know, and back in the nineties, people were very reluctant to put a credit card on a, yeah, on a computer. They didn't so, trust the internet. <laughs> and a trusty internet. So it was, you know, and I was as a wholesale business, I was B2B. And so mm. the thing is back in the nineties who were traditionally the entrepreneurs and business owners in the nineties, well, they were in their forties and fifties. Mm. It was the baby boomers, right? And, and the generation beyond the baby boomers. Yeah. There's no way on earth that they were going to put a credit card. You know who started buying from us? Were, were, was my generation, Generation X. Wow. They were in their 20s. And I started selling to a lot of consumers. So I went wholesale, skipped the retail chain, went to consumers, and it was better margins. It, it wow. just, it, it really turned into a really nice, uh, it was pure dumb luck, dude. So wait, I, I, I have more questions. Okay, so you got into the e-com space. How, how did you hear about the e-commerce space and did you build your own website or did you yeah, like, yeah. how was that process? <laughs> yeah, great, great question. So 19, so again, for those, I'm, I'm really, this is like a history lesson right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm like yeah. a di- I'm like an e-commerce dinosaur, you know? So, you know, I think it was like Super Bowl, you know, 1994 or whatever in America mm-hmm. online for, if anybody remembers America online. Yeah. AOL. Sending, oh my God. Remember, AOL, remember <laughs> Netscape back way yeah, back when. Wow. So they were sending out, they were mailing out millions of CDs that you put on your computer to uh, get on the internet. And it was this huge push and they were doing this big Super Bowl blast, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And what was fascinating, a good friend of mine, his parents bought a computer mm. over a computer. And this was like 1992. And I was like, who does that? Like who would buy a computer over the computer? And I'm like, this is really intriguing. And so a couple years later, like I said, it was 1995. Yeah. I'm like, I think I've got to get into this. And I didn't, I, there was a local company and they just put up this really uh-huh. horrible website and, you know, the rest is uh, history. So that's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. I, I love it. And you were able to grow that business and, and then end up selling it. How was the selling process? Because I know there was a lot of business owners yeah. who was thinking about selling their business and exit but they don't understand that, that sell process. Can you share more details? How did that go for you? I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I think, you know, you and I had a great conversation recently and, yeah. I, and I think we were talking about, you know, every, you, you know, like you have your MBA, you've built up this incredible LinkedIn Thank uh, you. expertise, you know, your, your LinkedIn expertise is off the charts, your training business. But we were talking about the psychology of entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. And I think you and I were sharing like, you know, every, it should be mandatory. Before you even take an entrepreneurial class, you should have a major in psychology yep. because yes. it's, it's human it's behavior. All, <laughs> all human behavior. That's, you know, your LinkedIn training is so good because you really understand, you know, your folks, your clients, Absolutely. you know, so that psychology of, you know, so it was a lot of experimenting, man. Um, mm. I remember we started doing pay-per-click ads in 2001. Wow. And this was before Google was really a, a, a household name. So it was on wow. Yahoo. Yahoo was the big search engine. Back yes, then. I remember Yahoo. <laughs> and, and, and the feeder for Yahoo for the pay-per-click bidding process was a company called Overture. Huh. And in 2001, 2002, I was spending tens of thousands of dollars. Like I went all in trying to build up my e-commerce business. My That's accountant, awesome. who was probably in his 50s at the time, he was like, dude, you're going to go bankrupt. What, like, I don't, what is this Yahoo? Like, I don't know what, where are you spending all this? Like he thought I was like, you know, he, didn't, he had no idea. What I, yeah. He was like, you know, what are you, you confiscating money or are you laundering money? What are you doing? Where is it? What is this Yahoo thing? I don't understand it. And so, you know, again, there was no social media. That's how we, you know, we just, and again, it was yeah. just like throwing darts on a, on a board 
what's going to work. I had a woman that worked for me and we were just mm -hmm. incredible, great chemistry, built up the company. I was ready. For, I've been in this business for 20 years. Yeah. I've just kind of, I was at a, I needed a change. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like the, here's a, here's a thing for your entrepreneurs, for your, your listeners. Yes. Yes. I felt the business needed me to leave. How's that for you? Wow. I that's felt not, that's it, like 90% it, of entrepreneurs right there. <laughs> it was, and here's, and here's the words that came out of my mouth. I came home that day and I said, I need to leave my business. Mm. We we're having a conversation and we we're having like, you know, strategy conversation, you know, usually, you know, usually wasn't heated, but we're like difference of opinion. Yeah. And words came out of my mouth. This is how we've always done it. Wow. The day that came out of my mouth, I knew I was done. And I was like, I think I've taken this uh, as far as I can take it. It's time for me to move on. Mm. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't know the exact stats. I think yeah. it's something like it's a small percentage of entrepreneurs that actually successfully sell their business. Yeah, it's, I think and it's less than 10%. <laughs> I think it's less than 10%. And so I didn't, I'm like, man, if I stick around, what if this, you know, we, and we had 17 years on e-commerce mm. of double digit growth. Seven, and, and again, I won't take credit for it. It was just, if you were in e-commerce, you were growing almost double digits just by being in that space. Wow. And in that day, I, I was like, and so I turned to my partner. I'm like, hey, you know, what do you think about buying a business? She was all in. I was all in. Awesome. We had great chemistry. So I was, I was, it was a very rare, unique situation. I'm going to say rare. It was a unique situation. I was very blessed. And Congratulations, so if, man. I think if, if, if for, and I'm sorry, for an entrepreneur that, yeah. you know, my, don't stay too long, man. That's my advice. <laughs> wow. I, I, I love this because you were self-aware enough to know that, you know, you, you, you wanted something else and you wanted to make that change. Not, not a lot of entrepreneurs or their business is their baby. So it's hard to detach them from that. But you had that mindset shift. And you realize, oh, I, I have to do this yeah. for, for the business to keep growing and for me to keep growing. So now I'm taking, take me a little bit to, you sold the business, you became a consultant and you're working with manufacturers. Tell me more about that. How do you like that process? What are some of the challenges you see manufacturers are facing right now? <laughs> Phenomenal questions, man. So, so let me share this. So you hit it right on the head, Gilbert. You, when here, my biggest mistake going back was I treated my business like my baby. Mm. And the, the C, if, if you recall the CEO of GoDaddy, Bob Parsons, used to have those great Super Bowl commercials every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob Parsons had a great quote that I wish I would have read back then. When he sold out of GoDaddy, they went public. And he was asked in an interview, like Inc. Magazine or Fortune said, you know, hey, that was your baby. How did you feel when you left GoDaddy? He goes, you know what? It was never my baby. It was an investment. And I always mm. treated it as such. If for entrepreneurs out there, my tip to you, treat your business like an investment wow. because, because we talk about that, that psychology, yeah. Yeah. you get so emotionally attached to your business. I feel when you make those emotional decisions, typically they're not the best decisions because you blur hundred percent agree, right? <laughs> because who loves your baby more than you, right? You want everybody yeah, to love, it. you know, you want everybody to think you have the most beautiful baby on a planet. Well, reality, you know, it might know, be ugly baby. Yeah, no. <laughs> but and it's the same way with your business. You think yeah. you have the best business, you know. So that's I'm glad you brought that up. Segue into and and maybe you'll appreciate this. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, man, how what you know you're 24 seven, right? Yeah, I mean, of course. Would you 
Are you ever able to turn it off? Probably not. not. Really. <laughs> right? So what I felt when I sold the business and I started consulting, mm -hmm. I almost felt like a grandparent mm. where I'd raised my child. It graduated. Yeah. I had empty nest. And so I, you know, when I sold it, now when people come to me as a consultant and they have a lot of knee deep problems, mm -hmm. man, I'm all in. And as you know, like you are with your LinkedIn training, we're all in to help our clients. However, when they, when they leave, it's still their baby. Yeah. So I almost felt like a sense, a little bit of relief on the, I'm enjoying, I love the consulting side because there's not the pressure of mm -hmm. staff, entrepreneur, you know, uh, you know, everything that goes with that. So yeah. I've been really enjoying helping manufacturers from that. That's standpoint. awesome. So I'm curious, what has been one of the biggest wins for some of your manufacturing clients when they started working with you? Yeah. And, and the question you just asked before, you know, what are they facing now? And I'll, I'll tie yeah. it in together with what you're sharing right now. So 2020, you know, uh, with COVID and everything, yeah. what happened for manufacturers? No trade shows. Mm -hmm sales reps were grounded. They were completely upside down. So manufacturers traditionally have resisted a digital transformation or e-commerce, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, for the longest, for the longest, I know. <laughs> for, and, and that's, and you know, and, and they, and you know what, they were very successful. They didn't need it. You know, mm -hmm. traditionally that manufacturer job shop, 50% of their business is like with one customer, and they're just riding that wave. And so they didn't, boom. Yeah. they didn't have a big need for, uh, you know, for digital marketing. Now, just, I'm going to throw a, a shameless, shameless plug. So I wrote right a book. Ahead. The title of the book is Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. And the reason mm. I call it title of the book, Stop Being the Best Kept Secret, is because every manufacturer, when I started consulting, every manufacturer I'd call on, yeah. be like, hey, tell me about your business, Mr. or Mrs. Entrepreneur. And they'd be like, oh, we're the best kept secret. We're the best kept secret. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't know if that's a great marketing strategy. So I think, so to answer your question, I think the wins now, what you're seeing are the folks that were able to have the foresight to make that digital transformation years mm -hmm. ago. I think they were in better position today. Nice. However, the folks that got hit you know, like if you're in the supply chain for aerospace, or maybe uh, you were in event planning, yeah. you had products and event planning, and you came to a screeching halt, you're seeing a lot of resiliency right now where yeah. manufacturers are just, they're, they're, their sleeves are rolled up, they're gritty, mm. and they're making that transformation. And you're seeing a lot of really positive changes. That's, that's, wow, you, you hit it right on the nail with everything that's been going on in the world. And the one that positioned them so they actually listened to you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and, and actually took action and made the shift now they're thriving on it so i guess my next question to you um you know everything that you're doing for them what would you say that what is that one thing that you value the most is it that you know that that, that uh light bulb that ring in their head they're like yeah we need to do this yeah or is yeah. it they've done it and now they're able to put food on the table, not just for themselves, but for all their employees. Great question. And I, and I bet you see this on a regular basis with your training and, and yeah. you know, what's so critical for any manufacturer, I feel, you know, and we're, we're both probably biased is that LinkedIn training, you know, <laughs> uh, every, every manufacturer needs to be embracing LinkedIn in some uh -huh. capacity, you know, I think that's critical. Um, what I, the process I take um, manufacturers through with my book is how do we stop being, stop being the best kept secret okay, yeah. is focus on what you're best at. 
So mm. many manufacturers, especially those custom manufacturers, you and I were talking about this last week. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, they try to be everything to everybody. And it's that entrepreneurial curse. I do it. We all do it. <laughs> you know, we're trying to be everything to everybody. And mm. from an online standpoint, we become nothing to no one. Would That's I really true. encourage those manufacturers that are in the, the job shop space where like they bend metal, they cut steel, they're CNC or they do 3D printing or they manufacture circuit boards, whatever product that they make. I strongly encourage them niche down, niche down, niche down. Because if you go online, you know this, you're, you're a you know, SEO guru. If you try to attack like a real broad key term, like CNC, yes. metal fabrication, you're, you're going to be the best kept secret. But if you do, I bend metal for engine turbines, or I bend, I cut steel for, you know, that, you know, That's the it. certain part. Boom. Now you got a chance to come up on search. Now you got a chance to be uh -huh. discovered. Now you got a chance with your LinkedIn strategy. So that's, I really encourage folks to niche down. I love it. I love that, that, you know, you said that. Now you mentioned the book. I, I want people to be able, how do people get access to the book? Like where can they buy it? Because I think there's so much good gem in there that they can take advantage of. Sure. It's um, so it's on Amazon, of course, like awesome. everything, right. Who doesn't <laughs> buy on Amazon these days. So it's on Amazon and stop being the best kept secret. And what it is, it's really, it's a step-by-step -step guide mm -hmm. helping manufacturers in particular, those custom manufacturers on trying to create that digital presence, or it's an, e I really, I call it an e-commerce resource guide, step-by-step -step, to help them get into the game. And I try to really speak to their, their language where it's not super technical. I make yeah. it super simple to speak to their level. I love it, man. So what is one last tip to close things out that you would like to share with any business owners, either in manufacturing space or e-commerce space that they can take over there? Because you give so many good gems, niching down, stop being the best kept secret. What is that last one? That tip? last one? Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate to do this. Call Gilbert for your LinkedIn training. That's my number one. <laughs> I love it. You got to be crushing it. On, and the thing is, I've been, you know, like, I do LinkedIn trainings, but I do yeah. like the real skinny 101 version. Like uh -huh. you're like, you're on stair, super steroids. <laughs> so I, you know, so I've been telling people like, man, if you want to get on navigator, you need uh, help there, you know? Thank so you, anyway, LinkedIn is so critical, but here's, here's my tip that I'll leave you with today is I really encourage again, like when I say niche down, another way to look at it is, uh -huh. is I'm a big baseball fan. Stay in your strike zone. Mm. Now, what, what I want to say, what, what I want to clarify, I'm not saying to stay in your comfort zone. Don't stay in your comfort zone. Definitely mm. get out of your comfort zone, but stay with what you're best at. You know, like, like, wow. you know, you're, you're a LinkedIn guru. I'm not calling you, you know, I'm sure you could help me with like maybe Instagram or another platform, but you're yeah. crushing it. Well, um, that's, it. that's your strike zone. If you're bending metal and you bend metal for this industry and you're really good at it, Man, Focus on just that. go all in and be the best and stop being the best kept secret, but just let people know that's what you mm -hmm. do. So that's my tip is stay in wow. your strike zone. Wow. That was amazing, Kurt. Thank you. How do people get in touch with you? Sure. Well, where are we going to find me? LinkedIn, <laughs> brother, right? So that's right. LinkedIn, uh, name of my company. It's, uh, it's called, it's a little play on words instead of retail or B2B. It's called B2B tail. So it's B2B tail.com. Mm -hmm. And it's an e-commerce resource guide for manufacturers. You can find me, you can find me on LinkedIn. I have tons of resource guides. I have dozens and dozens of blog posts, all sorts of free information. Just, you know, I think you and I are really passionate about yes. helping our manufacturers 
uh, yes you know, guys check out kurt all his content he has amazing information buy the book buy the book <laughs> you know that's the first step kurt thank you for your time this was oh. fantastic um thanks a um, whole lot my friend dude i'm honored thank you and i'm looking forward we're gonna have a great 21 2021 together so thank Let's you for everything, it. man yep. <laughs> good thanks for listening to small biz tips for more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.